welcome back to another episode of the All of Life Show. I am your host, Stuart White, along with my beautiful, lovely, talented, fantastic wife, Alicia White. This is a special episode. We have on Nathan Sutherland again. This is our follow-up episode to our original interview with Nathan that we did about a month ago. And in that episode, we were introduced to Gospel Tech, and that is the ministry that Nathan is a part of, uh, the podcast that he has. And then he has a ministry called Flint and Iron. The idea of all of this is teaching people how to love God and use tech, putting tech in its proper place so that your family, your children, your relationships are not impacted in a negative way by technology. So in this interview, we are really following up with taking Nathan's 30-day family tech challenge. And how did that go, babe? Overall, I would say uh, we saw some huge changes in our family. So we really encourage you guys to listen to this episode. Uh, and if you guys feel like tech is something that your family could grow in, then we would recommend doing your own tech challenge for your own family. Yeah. And before we get to this interview, we want to remind you that we are currently giving away two $25 gift cards that will be to the restaurant of your choice. Or if you can't make a choice, we can do something like Venmo and drop you that same amount. So head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We would love it if it was five stars. And we will announce within a couple weeks who our two winners are. Yeah. And after you leave that review, don't forget to email us a copy of that review at feedback at alloflifeshow.com, letting us know who you are so that we know the right person to get that gift certificate to when you win. Without further ado, here is our interview with Nathan Sutherland from Gospel Tech. Well, welcome to the show, Nathan Sutherland, host of Gospel Tech. Uh, we are doing a follow-up episode here because about a month ago, we had Nathan on and we went through his one month challenge. And by went through, what I really mean is we really struggled and had a hard time, but we actually saw a lot of good fruit come from that. So welcome to the show, Nathan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to hear uh, how this has gone for your family, both the peaks and the valleys, because they're all part of the journey. So thank you for having me back. Yeah. Yeah. We are really glad to have you back. So for those who don't know, uh, Gospel Tech is a podcast that Nathan has. It's part of a ministry called Flint and Iron. And in it, uh, his goal is to teach people how to love God and use tech appropriately and in a way that honors God and that is good and beneficial for you, your family, your kids. And uh, that is something that I think every single person in America can relate to right now because everybody is at home. Everybody is currently struggling with you know, either being in quarantine or kids being home from school or some degree of that. Uh, schools have been handing out tablets like candy and everybody has access to technology. And with that comes all of the pitfalls that are accessible via the internet and via everything else that technology brings. So yeah. we ourselves have even seen that struggle. And so we wanted to take uh, Nathan's course, his 30 day challenge really, and attempt to see what would happen with our own kids. And uh, I know that might be a surprise because we are very gospel centered on this <laughs> podcast, but yes, even we struggle with this. No, we, we are just like everybody else. And it is so easy, so tempting to just take a tablet and say, Hey kids, 
go go play for five hours. Give me give me some peace. Uh, give me a moment of quiet and solitude. And so. What we, though, have seen in, in this time, uh, if you guys go back to the previous ep- episode uh, about a month ago, we talked with Nathan about the struggles we've had with particular children and their ability to handle technology, their ability to uh, hand over technology when it is time to be done for the day, and just the uh, instant stress that that creates for them and for everybody else. And so... We've really seen actually good things come from this. Even though our time in doing everything was, we could have done so much more. We could have done so much better. And we're actually hoping that with you on the show today, Nathan, that you can help us see what could we do to have some course corrections in some of this and and um, maybe see even greater fruit. But um, also to just testify, just doing something is often better than nothing at all like going ah oh, well i can't do it perfectly so i'm i'm just gonna quit um yeah. we, we really saw that like a couple of the things alicia you can attest to yeah. this our kids know the terms tool tech and drool tech like crazy now our four-year-old that's all he wants and yeah. that's all he asks he for. wakes up in the morning rubbing his eyes mom can i have my drool tech please <laughs> <laughs> it's like what you're a monster yeah. and we're like uh, not until after lunchtime today and then yeah. he's like but, but, and he's arguing with us so i think a few things that ha- we've seen that have been really beneficial is last time we told you about we didn't mention who it was but it was our middle kiddo momo and and she was really having a hard time like uh, with her emotions when it was time to be done with with drool tech so, so we in your reset you talked about like if it, if the technology that you're using is pulling you away from things that you normally enjoy and i think for her that was like everything like it all of a sudden worked all the way up the ladder to being the number one thing in her life. And so things that some things that we implemented with the reset was just probably mostly us just being really consistent with, um, with her parameters. And so like when she can expect, so we stopped using drool tech as an incentive to finish school because if she lost her drool tech for the day, then she wouldn't do school because there was nothing to work toward. So that has been a really big thing. And we, I got these little, uh, little animal shaped erasers instead. So when she does a good job with school, she gets these little, and she builds a little habitat, which gets her doing something other than tech. So that was, that was, what are they, what are they, she, she calls them, she calls them desk, desk pets. Yeah. The idea was from a friend of mine who's a first grade teacher. So that worked great. And then through that, um, we also gave her the option to feel like she had a little bit of control over it so that, um, so she gets one hour of drool tech time a day and she takes the tablet and she, sets the timer and then we've given her the responsibility when the timer rings if you go over your timer you are stealing your drool tech time from the next day so instead of just saying you lost it then it, it kind of is like a uh, progressive like she knows if she did it it's not just this one uh, you've lost all your privileges for the next day so that has really helped and now it is crazy to like we have not had a fight or argument about drool tech time in at least two weeks with her yeah. maybe longer she sets the timer and when the timer rings I hear the tablet just slap shut and she brings it to me I'm like what is yeah. going on? This is incredible. I, yeah. I came to her yesterday and walked up and she's like, oh, dad, is my time time up? Yeah, okay. 
closes it, <laughs> hands it over to me. I'm like, again, yeah, what is, yeah. Where, who, who are you and what have you done with yourself? <laughs> <laughs> with yourself. Uh, that's so amazing. Now, to just, I mean, it's been a month. Some of the people may not remember this conversation. I, I, this is vivid in my head because I've been thinking about you guys and praying for you over this last oh, month. But before a month ago, what was that like um, with that specific daughter? Oh, it was it was rough. Like at best, for sure, you would only get maybe a shorter breakdown. You know, uh, a bit sure. of crying, a bit of that, that no. was that was your good that was your good. Yeah, case yeah it's scenario. like weeping yeah. and gnashing right. of teeth. Yeah, um, yeah. You really could see how technology in in the hands of somebody who is not emotionally and mentally mature enough to to handle it in a responsible way. You see how quickly it just becomes pure idolatry for them so trying yeah. to get her to to see that and um uh, that is something too i would say in this process i think that the little bit that they can understand at their age more gospel centered in all of this it, it has become that they have started to to go oh i see that it, this thing kind of is producing in me an idol and i think even in mm-hmm. her she's beginning to realize that like Oh, when I make this bigger than it really is, I put this in in a place that's like I'm worshiping it. Even though she has very little vocabulary for those things, she's getting it. And so that has been really neat. Now, the other part I would say is it's like her little brother is going, oh, you know, what's not not that he would say this, but hold my beer. You know, here I'm next in line. Let me just let me just take over for you and uh, I I will fill the gap that you have left in your uh, your outburst. We need to have a certain level of crazy happening here. You're clearly not doing it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Which I will say, praise God, because oftentimes I notice that like the times we struggle with the kids, it's like one of them's coming out of a phase while the other one's coming into it. So I'm really thankful that we're not doing it at the same time with both of them. But some of it's just like, oh, Momo, he learned this from you. And I don't want to just like, <laughs> obviously, I'm not going to put shame on her for it. But I'm like, there's a beautiful thing about it is we got the road paved with her and with our episode and the accountability of knowing that this episode was coming. And so it, I feel like we do have m- many more tools uh, in just proceeding with him, I guess. Yeah, he... Yeah. He's going to be the next one for sure. But I feel like at least with him, the frustration or outburst that he has is usually short lived. He's kind of that like, oh, oh, there's something else. Oh, OK, I'm, I'm fine. You know, he just gets sure. distracted very quick where yeah. our seven year old, she would double down on on stupid every time. <laughs> like, This isn't working. I'll do it harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's huge. And I guess just even pointing out for yourselves, like as parents, I don't know, like even so when our kids are really little and they're not sleeping at night, we just kind of like, it's going to be forever, right? This is just what life is now. Like I never get to sleep. I never am going to like feel alive again. Uh, And then all of a sudden one day, like they sleep through the night and like, how did that happen? Um, And so to have that win with your child where you're like, man, we are like, I, with my child or when I work with other families, like we all understand that fear and trepidation that comes before the blowout, you know, you're going to cause, right? Because you're like, I can see this coming. I know this isn't acceptable, but do I have the mental bandwidth to address this right now? Like, no, it's just a day where I can't pick this fight. And then that day turns into two days and then turns into two weeks. And all of a sudden we're several months in and we're still working from home and our kid is still doing school and that other behavior. And you're like, wow, like at some point, 
it's not getting better on its own. It's not just going to go away. We have to address it, but we don't have emotional bandwidth. And I think having that win that you guys just talked about, like, no, like she's better. Like she uses her tech and then she walks away. And like, that's all we want to see. Like the tech she's using is healthy. She's using it in an appropriate way. And she's using it in a way that's sustainable. Like she can continue. And then if one day all of a sudden she has a six hour bender, right? Like that gives us a really clear path forward. Like it's not, I don't know. It's not uh, this kind of ethereal idea of healthy tech. Like we have a really practical premise to point us back to the gospel. And I think in my mind as a parent, like knowing that my next kid is showing some of those symptoms, like, well, I already have a roadmap. Like I've already seen it work once. I've done it before. It's not just those parents out there can figure it out. Like that's so cool uh, that you guys have been able to see that. And also so cool that you guys were like, and we didn't finish everything perfectly. <laughs> like, so I hope people listening to this understand this isn't about like, well, once you get there, like once you finish the workshop and finish the handbook and have a family tech framework perfectly pegged down, like then your kids will love Jesus. Like that's not at all. Like the whole point is start the conversation because it, the point is love Jesus, right? The point is understand the gospel and how that applies to our hearts. And in light of that, like, all right, if I'm a child of God and I've been made a new creation in light of Jesus's work for me, right? then what does that mean? Like, well, that applies to who I date and what I watch and, oh, also how I use my drool tech and tool tech. But yeah, that conversation and that journey is way more important than arriving at some final page of some workbook somewhere. Yeah. yeah, we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, but the reset that you have in the family tech framework is it's really very applicable, not only to tech, but anything that you might be struggling with that might... Um, that might be like, you can ask yourself in any area that you are struggling with idolatry and saying, I think this has a hold of my life. And you can kind of apply the, the reset framework to that as well. So, and not only that, but just like you're saying right now, it's not a, a one and done situation. You can go back to it and you can, after a couple months, you can say, okay, we need to reevaluate what our tech looks like. So with that, I have a question because I heard recently on the podcast that you guys, did you guys get rid of your TVs? Yes, I want to. <laughs> I want to hear about that. I want to hear like what led to that and how uh, things have been for you. Did you, you get since... them back yet? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Anna should be here for this. Uh, all right, I I will do my best to be fair and balanced on okay. this. Okay. Uh, Anna. So the basic premise of that, uh, just for people who know, this is not. If you want to, you know, love God and use tech, you have to get rid of your television. Uh, and our lives, this was something that kind of came up. We read the book, The TechWise Family uh, by Andy Crouch, and it's delightful. His whole premise is how do you keep tech in its proper place? And he just kind of walks through like, what does life look like? Where is tech and why is it there? And in one of his challenges, he's like, just look at the layout of your house. Where is your television? And I did. And I'm like, man, like we have a kitchen and we have a living space. This is where we spend three quarters of our time in our house. And there's a TV where all the furniture points at it. So if, unless I'm actively cooking at the stove, like I turn around and there's a TV there and we use it like, I mean, 30 minutes a day. Like the kids might watch a show on it. Anna and I don't watch shows every night. Like it's just not a huge part of our life. And it's like everything points at it. And it's this giant black void. So then Anna's like, oh, we need a frame TV. Like that's what we need, right? These $2,000 beautiful yeah. QLED uh, TVs that you can put like a picture on. I'm like, 
Yeah, but the whole the whole premise of this is like, I want to go to my tech, right? I want my tech to wait for me. Uh, I want to go use it. And then I want to come back and like, have it be away. Like I literally want a TV in a drawer. So I started like Googling all of these crazy deep dives, right? Like how big are iPads? Like how, how big are computer monitors? Can I run them off external batteries? Like what can I do? And there's really no, I was getting deep into like projectors and everything. Uh, what, what, there's really no great resource here. So um, we prayed a lot. We fought a ton about this TV and Anna's life. Like growing up, it was just on all the time. Like the news was on the background. She'd do her homework to the TV. My t family grew up basically without a television from the age of like, I don't know, six probably to when I was out of high school, they got a TV. Uh, and the idea was like, we had a television, but you watch like focus on the family movies. Like we didn't have yeah. any TV watching. Um, and so we kind of came to this compromise of, all right, like Anna's gonna, we, we, Anna wants to finish a room in our house. So it was the room the TV was in. I was like, great, we're gonna redecorate this thing with no television, with no plan of like a frame TV over, like there's just no space for a TV in that room anymore. Uh, and we're gonna go to just a laptop. We purchased a laptop from Costco. It was like 500 bucks, right? Like it mm -hmm. wasn't crazy top of the line, uh, but crazy $500 laptops nowadays apparently have gorgeous screens yeah, yeah. and great audio. Uh, and so we literally, like Friday night movie night takes place on a laptop and we set it out on the ottoman. And I don't know about you guys, but once I watch a screen for more than like two minutes, my brain just like zones in and I can't tell the fact that it's only 15 inches or whatever. Like, when I watch on a, on a phone, right? So as long as it doesn't crink my neck and it's bright enough. Uh, and it's been, and we must be going on three or four months uh, with no TV. And I would say there'll probably be as a time in life when it would be inconvenient. Um, I'm sure when we have teenagers, if we want to do a movie night, I don't know that we will want to, but if we wanted to, right, that might be a problem. We'd have to, we'd have to troubleshoot that. But I will say I love and Anna would agree to this much that it has been a, a shift just in even how we think about our evenings. Um, we have more evenings where we actually read now, which is something in our line of work where we're like, man, we never read, right? Like we never get into these books. We have piles of books. I'm literally looking at like six piles of books over here on the ground because we're waiting for new bookshelves. And like, we just don't get through them. And then we get to bed and then we feel guilty and then we fall asleep, right? And then rinse and repeat. And so we read not a ton, 30 minutes a night, right? But it's consistent and it's four or five nights a week. And it's time we would have just watched that one extra show and we did not have the emotional energy to not watch the show when the TV was just there. Like now we have to go to a drawer, bust out the laptop and like watch that show. And so it has been a blessing. In my world, it's fantastic. Like I absolutely love it, but that's TV for me was never like a huge thing. So in Anna's world, TV is a huge thing. We still do have it as part of our life, but um, really trying, like our kids still watch uh, certain shows. They stream them all anyway, so they mm -hmm. just watch them off the laptop. And uh, it's been it's been really cool for us. I'm not gonna tell every family they have to do it because I know, <laughs> yeah. I have found in the last couple months that it's a very sensitive subject uh, and it's not a hill I'm willing to die on, but I would, I would challenge families, where's your TV, why is it there? And is it tech that you can take steps to making wait for you? Uh, which I think is the most important kind of takeaway of it. I remember hearing a pastor uh, preach a sermon, and in it he was describing how he took a trip to India, and he was going around, and he saw the, they, the section that he was in, there were all these little booths or roadside areas with idols set up, 
and they would sacrifice, you know, animals or whatever it was that they did at this particular place. And then he said, then you would come into the houses and in the house there would be the family idol and all of the people would be sitting around and everything was oriented to stare toward that idol. And he remembered thinking, boy, this is, this is unusual. This is very strange. Then he got talking to another believer uh, and his wife that were over there. I think the, uh, it was another pastor and they go, oh yeah, we, we like America, but we could never go back. The idolatry is too great. And he was like, what are you talking about? And they go, oh, like everything is billboards and you have all of your, your people stare at televisions and, and everything is like, yeah. oh, wow, that yeah. perspective of, a, of another culture looking in and saying, yeah, you may think this is idolatrous, but also you guys do the same thing. We just have idols that are devoid of any sort of religious practice that we're aware of. It's, it's like the ultimate postmodern idolatry, really. Um, yeah. That is something too, I would say for, for even for me, I have stuff where it's like, I should be studying this material. I should be, uh, working toward, um, educating myself and expanding my knowledge of this field that I'm in. I work in, in tech myself. And, and if I were to, you know, take it serious, I could go, I'm not, I don't need to watch an hour of TV every day. I don't need to watch any TV every day. I, what if I took three months, six months, and just said every hour that I would have spent watching something and having nothing to show for it, I could use studying something. And in that amount of time, I could suddenly, you know, have, have accomplished something that I've been putting off for years. So I, I like that you guys have that. And I like that, that it's like, it's not this legalistic thing that you have to get rid of your TV. And even that you went and you, you have a means of, of having some entertainment type of consumption device, a, a laptop. I like that in, in general. It's like, it's never about do this and you'll be so holy. <laughs> it's right. really just, yeah. Hey, what, where are you convicted? What are some, what's something that you could challenge yourself in for a period of time? How have the kids responded? Um, and when you were going through the process, because I'll t- tell you why I'm asking. I'm looking at technology in our home and it is like, a okay, now I feel like we've got a better handle on this. Now I want to n- go to the next step and now I want to go to the next step and now I want to go to the next step. And I kind of, it seems like you guys have done the same. So the one thing that I would really like to do is I would love, we really enjoy watching, we'll usually pick a show that we watch as a family. And that is a lot of fun, but that ends up being our default in the evenings. After dinner, we get cleaned up, we watch a show and it doesn't happen every night, but it's probably most nights. And it, it, I'm looking at our lives and I'm like, this is how we're spending our time together is staring at a screen. And I would really like to start being more productive as a family, even if that just means we're going to play a game together or we're going Mm to do a project together or something that it doesn't have to be every time, but that's where I would like to move into. So with you guys um, moving away from having a TV and you're saying like Friday night movie nights, which I think is a pretty common thing for a lot of American households. How did your kids respond to that? How are they responding now? And what do you think is the next um, step for you guys in your technology journey of what you want to address next? Yeah, thank you for uh, asking that. I love, I love kind of, yeah, that's a great question. I love where you're going with that. I think 
for address the first part, how do our kids handle it? Um, I mean, they're seven, five and two. Uh, and so they're in that sweet spot of like being attracted to tech, especially the two year old, right? She knows what a smartphone looks like. She knows to steal it off the counter. Mm -hmm. Um, so we are constantly having to like hide that in a higher drawer because she's like, Oh, I know what that is. It has screens and buttons. Uh, so I think we, we recognize that our kids love it they didn't love all parts of that. Uh, we just explained to them like, Hey, we're still going to have our show times, right? We, we understand that this is fun for you, but we're going to, we're going to be intentional. And we did that kind of remove and replace where we found alternate activities for us that has been board games. Um, so I guess tackling twofold, that's what the kids can do kind of with some of their time. We invested in some, some, uh, kind of tactile toy stuff, Duplos for the youngest. Uh, we did end up spending our Christmas presents on magnetiles. Oh yeah. And the only reason Those I would say awesome. that is magnetiles are insanely expensive. Yeah. Uh, so I can't just tell people like, go buy some magnetiles. Like they're crazy expensive, but. And your kids can't go to college. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. They know how to work magnets. So, right. But I mean like the idea of like something that's uh, we've invested in Legos, right? Like we just intentionally over time for birthday and like anytime they're getting something, we're like give them some of these. Um, and we have like a space designated for that. So we have, we've dedicated finance and then location resource, right? Like we've made a space where they can do this stuff um, and where it's kept and where they can know that's kind of their, their spot. So we did that. And then with the family time, like what do we do with the evenings? We, Anna and I picked kind of times of the week where we're going to, so Fridays where we're going to watch a movie, but they don't, we're not going to watch a movie on another night. So what are we going to do on those other nights? Well, we, we have this list of activities that we can do. So we're going to read a story aloud, or we can do family worship, or we can play a game together. And then there's like a rotation where a different family member gets to pick each night. And, and some nights it's just, you're going to take a bath and go to bed. Uh, like that's what's going to happen mm -hmm. here. Um, but it, that has been really cool. So we, for our family, board games do work. What I love about games and why I would encourage families to look more towards the analog uh, pace of real life games versus like what we play video games together is oftentimes with the really fast paced drool tech, uh, the amusement becomes the outlet. Like that becomes the thing we're all focused on. So we're not enjoying each other. We're enjoying this consumption and we end it going, man, that movie was really good, but I have really no idea who else was in the room with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and that it's not always the case, but it, especially when we kind of get in the rhythm, it becomes that the, the thing I'm consuming becomes the goal, not the journey that we're on together. And that is much more likely during a board game because they're so slow, uh, that you get to enjoy, even if you're being competitive, even if the game is the focus, like you still are dealing with that individual and their personality and their quirks and foibles. And, and you kind of, I don't know, you get a different flair based on who's in the room. Right. And as your kids grow, like my seven-year-old is pulling different stunts than he pulled two years ago, right. On the same games, but he like everyone's well, like some ticket to ride and he'll get cutthroat and he'll just <laughs> buy up that track because he doesn't want you to go somewhere. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I see how it's yeah. becoming. Like, okay. Like I get it. And, uh, and that's fun to see. Right. And it's not, that you can't see that in other forms of games or that there aren't great digital games out there. Um, I would just say, I have seen the propensity of the game becoming the focus and not the people as the games become more engaging and they become more, um, I guess, stimulation driven. So that's kind of what we've done on those two sides. We just kind of set the boundaries. Our kids, um, only really the oldest had any specific what I mean, I'll, I'll call it withdrawal, but that's not an accurate term, but uh, negative emotional response to some of the shows going away. And we replaced those with some things he's very passionate about Legos. And so it was a pretty quick transition. And then uh, 
yeah, giving, giving them those other activities and then choosing in the evenings for those rhythms that we were in uh, to choose other activities that are still together. And so they love the read aloud thing. There's, there's a whole nother list of, of things having to do with some of their schoolwork and charts and things that they can pull things off a greater list. There's some like the things that actually cost money that you have to like, we're going to go out for ice cream or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. So we, there are then those activities sprinkled in throughout. Um, so it's not, yeah, it's not a super rote list, but that's kind of how we've been handling it currently. You asked then, where are we looking to? I don't, I don't know. I don't have well, any that's big, okay. Uh, if, and yeah. if you, I mean, honestly, you <laughs> oh, are. I actually do know. Okay, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing we're looking to, it, it's a way out thing, but I actually did think of this. My, we have cousins who are starting to play video games. So as someone who no longer games, just for personal health, uh, my son has started coming back. Well, when can I play video games? And we've basically had told him 10. And then we realized, wait a minute, that means the younger one is eight, 12. So we have this idea that like, and this is Owen, he is very meticulous. He has it like in his head. He's like, dad, effectively four more years till I play video games. So I've started compiling like, all right, what are my actual standards? Like, I can't just tell my son he can never play video games because I can't play them. I will not play them with him. Like I've got my whole thing. But what is my stance for my son? And so like literally I've started building out this kind of premise of like, well, wh where do I stand on this? And I have a list going of here's the systems, here's the games. Like I've started pinging other people, like send me your favorite games, like send me what the best play. Because I do want to have a list of like, if he wants to play video games, I'm not against video games. I think they're awesome. But I do want to have a very clear conversation with him, both health-wise, drool tech reset-wise, um, and then like design-wise. Uh, and so I have, I've been building that. Uh, Anna doesn't really care. Video games have never been an issue for her. Uh, and, but she does recognize that it's an issue for me and knows that my sons show a lot of my behavior habits. So we're going to assume it could very well be an area for them where they, uh, they could very quickly just backflop in life. So that's kind of the next one that we are aware of is, is gaming will probably show up at some point through friends, through cousins. And then, uh, yeah, we're kind of getting ramped up for that. Something, uh, that we have implemented and it was maybe a little bit already kind of occurring, but I think after having you on the show before it really kind of ramped up, Alicia has been taking the kids a few days a week and one, uh, of some friends of ours, they have a little like hobby farm type of farm and they've got, sheep and and the sheep have been having little baby lambs and yeah. uh taking our kids there and she said like they'll go out and she's like i don't see them for hours they just go out with all the <laughs> the kids there and they just they they saw a lamb get, be born the other day um that's awesome and then uh some of the boys uh they His have his name a, is owen actually <laughs> oh, and he has a huge lego room yeah, yeah. hey <laughs> so kindred spirit but yeah. brother yeah. brother will just say like mom can we go to the lego house can we go to the lego house and last yeah. time we were there they're bottle feeding a little a little lamb named speckles so the girls spend all their time with her and then uh a little lamb was born so they actually got to watch her being born or at least very very shortly afterward and yeah. watch the mom take care of it they have a great pyrenees dog that uh that like shepherds the flock you know so yeah, so our awesome. kids we go and we're there probably uh, we're there every other week per, for probably like four or five hours I get to connect with the mom there is no technology at all and I don't hear the kids <laughs> 
I don't know where yeah. they are. I frankly don't care. They're doing a, I yeah. know they're like safe and happy and healthy. And so I have yeah. watched our kids, like what a day looks like after they have kind of had like a little technology reset and they're, they're usually not even asking for their tech time that day. So it has been just being more intentional in that has, I have watched their attitudes change na- naturally. And I'm guessing it's because we're not like pumping dopamine regularly into their brains. <laughs> yeah. 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 We want to end up in that place where we have that um, farm or, or something along those lines where we're giving the kids, we're not just saying don't be on tech, you know, or something like yeah. that. And and that's what I love about gospel tech is it's not just stop, do, stop doing tech stuff all the time. It's like, Oh, there's, truly a glorious thing greater than technology there's something someone far greater far more lovely uh to fix our eyes on so i feel like that is something for us that has been um kind of in this experience we've we've had that realization and I do want to just encourage our listeners to an idea that I had because Nathan, we had the accountability of you. Like we were checking back in with you. And so we knew like we wanted to have something tangible to tell you that we had implemented <laughs> into our family. And right. then I started thinking, this is how I am with working out or with fitness. I, I cannot get in shape or lose weight or do anything in that realm unless I haven't, I hate saying accountability partner because it's such like an old school Christian. It like gives me cringes, (laughs) but, but unless I have someone who's keeping me accountable, not checking in with me, but I know I'm going to need to report back. So for our listeners, I would like to just suggest that if tech is an area that you want to improve in your family, then, um, our kids love tech challenges, like all the challenges uh, that they see on YouTube. And we have gotten more into incorporating challenges into our our family. And so I would do a tech challenge with your family, uh, just, and I would recommend doing the 30 day challenge that, that Nathan has with his, um, family tech framework, but I would find another family that you guys are close to living life with that you would challenge them as well. And then you would tell your kids, these, these kids, your friends, they're going to do it too. And we're going to, we're going to get back together in a month and we're going to see how the other family did and report how we did maybe do a few special outings or say, we're going to take you to trampoline zone after this month and we're going to work hard. And I think, uh, having that accountability with you has been beneficial. So I think we should definitely be incorporating accountability into this process. Nathan, what would you say for us would be, um, a great next step? Like we've got that 10 to 20% down, (laughs) obviously there's, there's more. How would you advise that we go about that and and what things should we accomplish next or set out to accomplish? Yeah. Well, I first just want to encourage you guys. That's awesome to hear that it's working. Uh, and it's working because you guys are faithfully loving your kids in this, right? Not because you're nailing it or because you have the perfect accountability. I agree. Like that word is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad you said yeah. that. But I like what you just did was that idea of like an analog adventure, right? Like you gave your kids an opportunity to be amazed at real life. Um, and it wasn't because like you had the perfect curricula to do that. Uh, you just got them in real life and found an area where that clicked for them. Some kids, it's not going to click the first time. Uh, and we see this a lot, like when we take kids to young life camp, right? Uh, they often are in tears with the fact that their phone is not going to work when they arrive. <laughs> and then you ask them at the end of the week, like, what was your favorite part of all this, you know, all this crazy, like pool time and friend time and game time. And they'll often say, I didn't have my phone. Uh, and they didn't have both the anxiety of having to follow up with others. Right. And like the social pressures. So 
that analog of interest is going to be really specific for people's families, but finding something that operates at the pace of real life that allows them to be amazed and allows them to flex some of that, uh, I don't know, some of that aspect of them that God made unique. Uh, and I think that's really cool. So whether that's Legos or farms or hiking or, I don't know, getting into a combat sport, like whatever it is. Yes. Um, we probably like, need to buy a hot tub, hon. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, oh, <laughs> there, it is. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. But like that idea, I, by the way, I do know families who have done that and been like, it's going to be our evening thing instead of television. We're going to do 30 minutes in the hot tub. Cool. Awesome. If you guys are in a spot where you could do that. So those that idea of analog adventures um, is huge. And then I think the concept of accountability, I just want to double, triple down on that. Uh, this is not meant to be gone through alone. Uh, this is not just you and your family are going to get your stuff together and then you're going to go out in the world once you're strong. Like the idea is do this with other families, like belly flop in front of them, repent of what went wrong, ask God for wisdom on what to move forward on. Because sometimes like it's not the tech that's going to trip us up. It's our pride. It's either going to be the that's not a problem for me. I'm fine. Okay, <laughs> like, great, we'll let another family make that call because that's the point. Or it's gonna be that we're doing so good at this and you're gonna totally blow up in another area that isn't tech and still need to repent and be like, what, I was doing so great. Like, tech isn't the problem. It's just this one area where our hearts are, what you said, making idols, right? Mm -hmm. And now we're staring and worshiping our pleasure or our escape or our stress release or whatever this thing is that we're making these excuses for instead of pursuing God and that relationship. So I think that's just awesome to hear. Um, that is Anna and my prayer in making this content is not that we'll get a bunch of people who are perfect with their tech, but get a bunch of people who love God and then use tech out of that love um, and really keeping that order the, the main focus. So what as far as next, um, man, I, <laughs> I think continue to love God right where you're at and pray into where, where is your family? Like, are they healthy? Do they love God? I think uh, I'll tell you where we're at uh, in our lives currently. We're like, all right, like there's no active tech fires. And I realized this morning I was doing my quiet time. I realized I was able to finally put to paper what has been rattling in my head for weeks is that, man, my family, like I'm discipling my sons and daughter fine. Like they know the Bible stories, right? Like, fine. Is that discipleship? Like, do they know Jesus? And I realized I'm not really reading scripture to them and i'm not leading family worship now i don't know about you guys but that's crazy intimidating to me mm -hmm. uh like i don't even know where to begin i don't play the guitar i don't have a good singing voice i have no lasers or fog machines uh so what is this what does this look like with a seven five and two year old and like i don't know like i don't see that and so i think for me it's all right like that's been laid on my heart Every time I pray, that's something that shows up is just this kind of weight of like, love my kids well in this. Like, how can I do that? And uh, someone gave me a gift, the Ruth Chow Simons book. I think it's just called Foundations. And it turns out as I opened the book last night, like that's exactly what it's about is how do you worship with your family and not make it a huge ordeal? And so I think for my family, that's where we're going to be headed is how do we worship God together naturally like how do i make like extend what i already am doing with quiet times and stuff but how do i include my kids in that and make it so that they can see me leading this life of faith and brokenness and need uh and not just well dad disappears for a while and then he comes back and he's awesome so all right <laughs> like no that's not my goal like i don't want that to happen so i think that's where i'll be headed and i think my challenge to you guys would just be prayerfully approach this um god will definitely lay something heavy on your heart and it might be family worship, it might be another kid and be like, oh, you know what? 
like we we miss this thing. Uh, it might be something in your own marriage where I you're thought just you like, were hey, saying another kid, like have, you have, another, have kid. another kid, and I was like, I'm oh, not gonna, I'm not gonna pray at all. <laughs> hey, you know what? All this free evening time might yeah. just bring some yeah. Holy Spirit conviction. I'm just saying, life's been too easy. We should throw, <laughs> we should throw. It. Not, I'm not putting any words in your mouth, but if you heard that, uh, yeah, no, I just say like spirit in, right there. <laughs> yeah, but I would just say in praying, maybe a different one of your children you currently possess uh, will spring to mind and be like, oh, we can encourage or challenge or add or remove. Um, so I would say that walk prayerfully. I think the framework is just that it's a framework. Uh, and I do not want to get any more scriptive than it currently is, uh, simply because I do understand that God's active. He's moving, he's living uh, in and through us. And yeah, and that leads us to spots that I could never, ever predict, including me talking to you guys about gospel tech. Like two years ago, this wasn't even on the docket. We were flint and iron. We were doing our thing in schools and prayerfully here we are. Uh, so yeah. That's and awesome. we I'm are very, very go. thankful that you are here. We appreciate you and your ministry and you, you paving the way for families like us who really do want to improve in this area and love God and use tech. So thank you for being here to teach us. Nathan, can you tell our listeners once more, where can they find your resources and materials? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can find our podcast, just Gospel Tech, anywhere podcasts are provided. Um, uh, you can find us at Love God Use Tech on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and you can find the the tech framework at the Gospel or GospelTechWorkshop.com. Um, and in like moments, I'm going to put March 15th down. You'll be able to go to GospelTech.net and and find all these resources awesome. compiled. It has been a it's been a process, but it's coming, people. And don't forget, Nathan, uh, if you didn't get to listen to the last episode, Nathan has given our listeners a 50% off discount on the um, Family Tech Framework. Am I saying that right? Is that how, yep. what you call it? Yeah. Okay, good. Yep. Um, so we we did it with our family. We would highly recommend you guys getting that and 50% off. You can't really beat it. So um, head on over and pick up that for your family. Nathan, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we will definitely have to do this again. We'll do an update where we have 5% more accomplished. <laughs> we'll call you when we get rid of our TVs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. We'll just one-up you. It's recorded. We're, we're, <laughs> just so you know. We're going to get rid of electricity. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Thank you guys for having me. It's been amazing to hear your journey. And uh, so encouraging for, for me and for Anna uh, to hear what you guys have been going through. And I uh, love that you guys are loving people well where they're at and joining the journey too. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. God bless.